BuzzFeed's Internet Explorer is a podcast that contains adult themes and sometimes curse words, sometimes actual curses, hexes, incantations. Smites. Full-on smites. Yeah. And also, I love to just pepper the word fuck in throughout all of our spells and witchery. Yeah. Uh, We're full of spells. Hi, I'm Ryan Broderick. I'm Katie Nutopoulos. And this week we have a very, very exciting episode for you. Also, uh, here in the UK, this week is Fireworks Night, which is the modern celebration of Guy Fawkes Day, uh, which, as everyone knows, is the day when Alex Ohanian, the founder of Reddit, put on a <laughs> anonymous mask and made bacon free for everyone. Yeah, um, exactly. Epic. It was epic. <laughs> Epic win. <laughs> Speaking of which, Ryan, have you heard yes. the shocking and potentially oh. devastating news? Uh, I wanted that... to talk to you about this. This is horrible. This yeah. is the worst thing. This is so... the worst thing that's ever happened. Okay. So, yeah. tell. I don't know if our listeners know what we're talking about. So, Ugh. Us Weekly reported exclusively that <laughs> Alex Ohanian, the founder of Reddit, is dating Serena Williams the tennis superstar and great human. Yeah. Who was recently dating Drake until like a month ago. I mean. I, I, this is extremely upsetting. So I have a theory that Serena Williams is uh, really into lower facial hair. She started with Drake's chin strap and now she's gone to full neck beard. Yeah. And eventually it'll just be like an Adam's apple soul patch. <laughs> I don't know where maybe the leader oh no you know what she's going to go to it's the um the guy who invented Pirate Bay who has the full blonde beard that only starts at uh. his Adam's apple <laughs> <laughs> Oh Serena 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 Oh man Look I mean here's the thing he's cute I'm sure he's a very nice guy you know <sighs> uh, you know Mazeltov I wish them the best you know Hey uh, may may their future be full of bacon and mustaches and fedoras, and hopefully they can. I don't, I'm. I don't even. I'm. I'm so upset about this. I can't even make a joke about it. I don't even. Speaking about unholy fucking. Nice. That was a great let's segue. Let's yeah, talk yeah, about bots. Let's talk about bots. All sorts of bots. Today we're going to talk about a bunch of different types of bots and bots that maybe you can fuck. Because why would you make a bot if you can't fuck it? Right. And also, BuzzFeed recently got access to Facebook's M, which is the newest, weirdest evolution of robot that lives in your pocket that helps you find things that you will eventually fuck in space in the future. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to try not to end every sentence of this week's episode with while you're fucking your robot in space. But at the same time, <laughs> I want all of our listeners to know that like, I am pro-fucking robots. I'm pro-living in space. I would like to fuck a robot in space. That is what I think we're headed towards. Ryan, can we record like just a little like few seconds of a good soundtrack for people to listen to if they were potentially right now fucking their robots in space? Like, Wait, wait are we going to do it? We're going to make the song? I think right now. It's not a song. It's just like maybe like noises they'd want to hear. Or like Oh, because I would just... So my soundtrack for fucking a robot in space is Sigaros. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just listening to yeah. like Nordic dream pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it would be the one particular Sigaros song, which is the song that plays at the end of the movie Vanilla Sky when Tom Cruise jumps off the building so that he can wake up from the artificial dream that he's been put in <laughs> uh, thousands of years in the future. 
That sounds really good. My <laughs> choice for robot space fucking would be um, the Weird Al song, Handy, <laughs> uh, which is a parody of fan- <laughs> the Iggy Azalea song, Fancy. <laughs> it starts with my favorite lyric of all time. First things first, I'm a craftsman. <laughs> First things first, I'm a craftsman. Craftsman. Remodeling is my only passion. It's my passion. And I'm the greatest in the business. Want referrals, yo? My clientele will bear you witness. Right, right. I can help when you're... Wait, so I'll be it. honest, because it doesn't have anything to do with being in space, but that's the only no. song that I can fuck to. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what, what is so weird about that? I'm going to try to move on from that and just, like, shake that whole idea. Um, we're talking about chatbots this week, uh, and we're also interviewing a fantastic, interesting person named Shelley Ronan, who is a PhD candidate studying the intersection between sociology, human sexuality, and robotics, i.e. she researches how people will eventually be fucking robots. But first up, uh, let's kind of figure out how we got to this point. In the beginning, there was Smarter Child. Katie, did you ever use Smarter Child? No, I never did. Smarter Child was a chatbot that was built inside of AOL Instant Messenger and MSN Messenger. Mm-hmm. If you do remember it, it was a really pretentious robot that would try to correct you. And I actually found a 2004 E-Bombs World forum thread where a kid is trying to call Smarter Child gay. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read some of it because it is, it is a perfect time capsule of a horrible part of time. Shout out E-Bombs World. So the, the E-Bombs World kid goes, all I want to know is if you're gay. And Smarter Child goes... Wow, you've said that a few times already. Obsessed much? And the kid goes, I know that's all I want to know, and you already know I'm obsessed about finding out if you're gay or not. <laughs> and then Swear Child says, what? And then the E-Bombs World kid says, just fucking tell me if you're gay. <laughs> and then it keeps asking it over and over again if it's gay, and it just like keeps getting meaner and meaner to him. God bless the users of E-Bombs World who valiantly fought with the <laughs> AOL chatbot to find out if it's gay or not. There's also another robot that I wanted to play a little game with. Katie, are you familiar with Akinator? I'm not familiar with Akinator. It's basically like a 20-question style robot. Mm -hmm. I pulled it up right now, and it's a little genie. It's a little cartoon genie, and you ask it a question. So, And it has to try to guess what you're trying to think of. Okay. I'm going to try to get it to guess the wrestler John Cena. Love John Cena. Okay. So is your character from YouTube? No. Is your character real? Yes, he's the realist. Is your character a male? Yes. Yes. Is your character more than 40 years old? Don't ask me how I know this, but John Cena is 38 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Is your character a sportsman? Uh, I think he is the greatest sportsman. Yeah. Greatest hero of sports entertainment. He does fight. He fights for all of us. Yes. Oh, man. It's getting close. Has your character been a world heavyweight champion from WWE? Yes. Yes, he has. <laughs> is your character from Macedonia? No. Oh, no, no we were so close. No, no. We were so close. It, was your character wearing a cap most of the time? Yep. John Cena does wear a hat. Because John Cena, his whole gimmick is just like dude from Fall River who likes yeah. working out. Okay, so yes. <laughs> uh, has he starred in more than two popular films? Yes. The Marine was a very popular film. He was also in uh, The Expendables. He, we're getting really close. It says, has your character been a WWE champion? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think you're thinking of John Cena the yeah. wrestler. Yes! Yes, I love robots. Wow. <laughs> I love this robot, and I would love to fuck it because, you know, 
I would like to talk to it about John Cena. Yeah. So if you're listening and you want to go play with this robot and then maybe fuck it, go to Akinator, A-K-I-N-A-T-O-R.com and uh, make it guess some weird stuff. So just recently in the last couple of weeks, Facebook has unveiled in a sort of very small test trial this new thing uh, that's like a virtual assistant that works within Facebook Messenger called M. And they've only rolled it out to a few people. Um, a couple of the tech reporters that I work with uh, here at BuzzFeed got early access to it and sort of took some time to fool around and see how it actually works. Like, what can you do with it? Like, what are people using it for? So, for example, um, Alex Kantrowitz, who was a reporter who wants to use it, he immediately was like, hey, I noticed there was a problem on my cable bill. Can you work this out with the cable company and lower my bill? And it did. Wow. However, it's clear that there definitely are humans also working at Right, so... I wanted I wanted you to kind of explain this because a lot of the weirdness of this is that it's a machine learning bot that's also paired up with a human or multiple humans. I mean, to me, that just kind of sounds like horsey books or it sounds like a Twitter <laughs> bot. Is it smarter than a Twitter bot? Yes. But it's, it's particularly good in, like, helping you obtain a service or product or something like that, kind of like a, a virtual butler. Um, so naturally... One of our other colleagues, Matt Honan, used it to obtain a local in San Francisco parrot rental that could be <laughs> sent to a uh, rival tech reporter at another publication. How how easy was it to get this robot to send? This is a, first of all, this is an absurd sentence. <laughs> but how easy was it for the Facebook robot to be convinced that it could send a parrot to a human? Pretty easily. It started with, uh, he asked if it could help him acquire a, a Labradoodle puppy. Can you send a puppy to my office for a visit? Let me do some digging and see what I can find. If we could have a puppy come visit for an hour, that would be delightful. Thanks for the additional info. I'll look into it. Make sure it's cute, please. I don't want an ugly puppy. Got it. Uh, and then he said, actually, can you get, can you send a parrot to this address, to you, Kevin Ruse at the address for Fusion where he works? And somebody or something figured out that there are places that will do exotic bird rentals. Hi, Matthew. I found someone who could bring a few parrots to Kevin's office today around 1 p.m. I'm waiting to confirm with them, but they said they could do it for about $200 for a 15-30 minute meet and greet with the birds. Let me know what you think. I'm sorry. I meant hi, Matt. Do you think they would do it for $150? I'll check on that for you. They will do it for $150. Great news. Book it. Great. Julie from Happy Birds is planning to bring two birds to Kevin's office. A blue macaw bird and a parrot who can talk as well as open a can of soda with his beak. The parrots worked out really well, thank you. Can you send a clown to an office in New York City for me? Tomorrow? Sure thing. I'll look into it. How long would you need the clown for? So, obviously M is a sweeping success for parrot enthusiasts, but it's unclear exactly what people will use this for in a non-jokey sense. Yeah, but I mean, it's still like, it's more than Siri can do. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Did you know that Siri in England is a man? Really? 
Yeah, it's is a British man. Is he still called Siri? Yeah. Cause it, you can change the voices on Siri, can't like, you? Siri as a default is a man here. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Smacks of gender to me, to be totally honest. Yeah. You know what I hate? Freaking gender. Speaking of gender. We have with us Shelly Ronan, who is a PhD candidate at NYU in sociology in the field of gender and sexuality. Shelly, thank you so much for joining us. I'm happy to be here. So, Shelly, you study in particular what the possibilities of people having sex with robots is, right? Yeah, I study the production of sex technologies, which includes everything from vibrators to dildos to what's known as pocket pussies. And then, of course, uh, the more humanoid you go, the the more and more they look like full robots. So, like, I think that everyone kind of knows, like, real dolls, right? Yeah, real dolls are definitely, like, a well-known version of this, although they're only just becoming more technologically advanced. So this week's episode, we've been talking about basically the evolution of bots and how, you know, they're slowly taking over more and more parts of our lives. They're becoming more intimate. They're becoming more helpful. And I can't, you know, obviously think of something more helpful and intimate than anything you can have sex with. I think a lot of people are kind of surprised that, you know, people are thinking about this seriously. And I, I wanted to kind of have you talk us through you know, what you're finding by looking at all of these things. Like, you know, how inevitable is it that, like, you know, my grandchildren will be marrying and having sex with robots? Because I'm thinking 80%, 90%. <laughs> I think it's absolutely inevitable that our technology will develop to the point that, you know, we will be having sex with humanoid tools. You know, you can call them robots or gynoids or uh, companions. What are the chances that Ryan can finally find a robot girlfriend in his lifetime and fulfill his dreams? <laughs> you can have sex with a with a real doll, which doesn't have artificial intelligence. I mean, it's tricky because what do you define as a robot, right? Um, but you could have sex with a real doll, well, maybe not tomorrow, but probably next week if you ordered one right now. Well, you know, Ryan's a pretty deep guy. Like, he's not just into girls for, you know, their looks or sex. Like, he also wants to be able to have a real conversation with them. Right. And so, you know, I assume that he would like his uh, real doll to have some artificial intelligence. How close to reality is a real doll that you can have sex with and also talk to? Well, the development is kind of secretive, so I can't really say exactly how close. But I would say it's not far off. Um, There are roboticists in Japan um, who have actually developed, well, there's one particular man who's, who's developed a, a girlfriend for himself, and she's fairly advanced. Um, she has voice recognition, she has a camera in her eye, so she can make eye contact, she can, like, follow, f- you know, follow his eyes um, with her own. Um, so it's not far off. Uh, it's not available exactly today. There is one company um, in New Jersey called True Companions, which is a very interesting name. Um, and they have what they consider to be the world's best sex robot that's been commercially available for a number of years now. She is available in a number of different personalities. So you can, I believe she has some quippy little names like Mature Martha or Wild Wendy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there are some some different personalities that have pre-programmed speech, things like that. Ryan, this is such good news for you. The only bad news is your new robot girlfriend is from New Jersey. <laughs> that, there's, you, you really can't unprogram the New Jersey from the robot. Well, so what, what I think is really fascinating about the burgeoning field of creating artificial personalities for the thing that you're fucking is like the intersection of capitalism 
to me, like the first thing that I would think is like in the way that M for Facebook, their new helper bot is tethered to this massive corporation. Do you see like the next step? Uh, you know, once we figured out how to build the hardware that's realistic, your robot is basically tethered to, okay, so say tomorrow Google unleashes like, um, Gulia, the <laughs> like Google sex robot. And Gulia has a personality that you subscribe to, like Spotify, and it sends back artificial machine learning about how you're having sex with it and eating with it and taking it on dates and stuff. And it starts to learn. But then I think the next wave would be like advertising with that sort of thing. Is, is anyone talking about how creepy this is going to start to get really quickly? I think when companies control personalities, I guess. I haven't heard of anybody having that conversation from the production side. And that makes sense when you think about it. They really don't have incentives to, you know, to fan any kinds of, you know, moral or, or panic flames. Um, they don't want to scare people, basically. But if you look at sort of like media reflections of our imaginations, of, of what we're thinking about um, how these possible futures could play out, you definitely see these themes being taken up in television, um, like in the TV series Black Mirror, in there's an, a British television uh, show Humans that came out. And they're definitely taking on these kinds of issues of, of privacy, of uh, consumer interests being inserted into what uh, people might think of as intimate relationships. Um, I think it's an extension of the kinds of debates that we've had and probably will continue to have about uh, cell phones and the kinds of information that they keep track of and where that information gets stored and how it gets stored. Um, I can't wait till the AI flashlight data leaks and everyone's wank <laughs> logs are exposed. Uh, it's going to be very humiliated when it turns out that halftime at the Super Bowl is like peak <laughs> time or whatever. You know, there is one such product that's being developed right now, which is, um, it's not a masturbator, it's actually a cock ring, but it's a cock ring that basically uh, hooks up to your iPhone with Bluetooth and um, gives you information, basically like a, like a Fitbit, but for your cock. It's like logging sexual data that goes to a cloud. Like where, where does this data go? Well, it suddenly goes to your iPhone and it gives you feedback on an estimated number of calories that you've expended during your last, uh, you know, hookup. Um, and I believe it has like an accelerometer in it. So it kind of like has some sense of <laughs> what position were you using? And maybe it, it suggests like if you like the reclining lotus, maybe you'll like the monkey fucker. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm making these names up. But I love that society is so screwed up that... We have, like, a computer logging the way my penis moves, but, like, getting women, like, basic birth control is, like, a matter to be talked about in courts. But, like, a robot <laughs> can tell me the angle of my penis that is most optimal for, like, <laughs> thanks, patriarchy. Yeah, preach. That's right. So, yeah, so this is something that, that seems to have a market that's, you know, that's viable and it's being made. Yeah. Um, so there's people out there who are seriously opposed to robot sex, right? Yes. Um, Lamos. There is a recently launched campaign based on a position paper that was written by two academics in the UK um, that makes an argument against um, sex robots in particular, drawing on arguments that compare sex robots to prostitution and to sort of coercive sex, sex with children. Um, and as a result, they're sort of morally opposed. They're making a moral argument against it. That is... Very mind-boggling. The idea that, like, robots should have the same rights as human sex workers. 
I guess that's not exactly what the argument is, though. Um, but I sort of, I mean, I can sort of imagine that, you know, if you're like a weird person with harmful urges that getting it out on a robot is maybe not healthy or maybe it is. Well, no. So that's that's the that's the weird thing about this is that, like, with a lot of the chatbots, I mean, there, I know that there are chatbots that can be used for therapeutic models. Like, uh, I know that sm- uh, a lot of them have, like, anti-suicide uh, programming in them. You know, p- sometimes and you even see this with, like, Google searches, like people searching things and typing things into algorithms for therapeutic purposes or to seek out something or to kind of learn more about themselves? I mean, the the argument in favor of using sex robots actually um, has people who say specifically this would be a great substitute for prostitution. Um, if we assume that, then, you know, if we assume that all prostitution is bad, uh, then maybe sex robots are the solution. Um, and in that same camp that's arguing in favor of sex robots, we have folks who are saying if um, if somebody is a pedophile or sexualizes children, wouldn't it be far better for them to get out those urges on something that is, uh, you know, a technological device, a, a machine, rather than actually um, try to have sex with an organic child, um, which I think resonates for a lot of people, too. Um, I would love to know the company that's like trying to round up investment for its like child sex robots for pedophiles. That well, sounds horrible. What's super interesting, and I was reading about this to um, like get ready for this episode, is so some of the and I, I think Shelley mentioned this. Like in Japan, they're doing a lot of work with robots, particularly in uh, the sectors for senior citizens and childcare. Like basically, robots that can take care of you. And uh, SoftBank, the company that built a robot named Pepper, <laughs> um, makes customers agree not to fuck it. <laughs> you get it. They make you like actually agree that you will not perform sex acts on your helper robot, which, you know, I feel like that is like, the least of people's concerns, but maybe it avoids your warranty. I don't, I don't know what the thinking is, really. You know, last thing I need is SoftBank telling me what robots I can and cannot fuck. Yeah. You know? I'm Get a goddamn big American. Get out of my robot bedroom. That's what I'm saying. If a Japanese company wants to build me an animatronic bear that can take care of my grandma, I'm going to fuck it if I feel like it. And they can't stop me. I'm an American, damn it. Um, well, I personally plan on fucking all my robots. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I didn't even think. I've been tweeting for the last like month and a half now about how like I am pro-fucking robots and you are foolish to be anti-fucking robots. It is the future. It's, you know, it's like the smartphone or plastic wrap. Yeah. I think the real question in, you know, the ethical uh, fucking of, of <laughs> not quite real human things is, would you, would you fuck a clone of yourself? Oh, I have. Okay. Yeah. Shelly, I want to know your answer, but I have my own answer for this too. So Shelly, w- would you have sex with a clone of yourself? Would I have sex with a clone of myself? It's like it's a real person, but it was built in a laboratory to be kind of like Wolverine or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, nobody has to know, but you have to answer on our podcast, and a lot of people will listen to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably. I mean, if for no other reason than to kind of reflect on it intellectually, yes. I think if you say you wouldn't fuck your clone, you're crazy. So I have I have a thought about this because I've been thinking a lot about this, and I think that if I could clone myself, uh-huh. I would I would want to clone a bunch of myself, like twelve of them. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And then put oh. them on an island, and uh-huh. each give them a weapon. Uh huh. And they have to hunt and down and kill each other, and then the winner comes on a romantic evening with me, 
<laughs> where we we wine and we dine and we eat fancy foods and we spend the night together and we we make passionate love and then I kill and eat it. Oh Wait a minute, God. because uh, hold on, there is no way that you would be the most strong of no, I all the, the potential strong. clones. So this the clone that you are whining and dining is the one that has just won the right. you know terror dome, right. and it that's definitely going to kill you. Yeah, no, but I want to eat it so I get its strength. I have another question, though. I always put this to people when I speak to them about my work, which is if it's possible to create a duplicate of your partner that is so similar to your partner that you can't even tell the difference between the two of them. And so it's like a sex robot that looks like your partner. And when your actual partner goes away, like, I don't know, on a business trip or something, you have the duplicate, you have the sex robot to have sex with. Is it cheating? Mm. Uh, here's the real question. Can I get rid of the, the actual partner and just get yeah. the robot? <laughs> if you like. Well, okay, so here's kind of a cynical way of thinking about this. So I have two comp- I have two laptops. I have a work laptop and I have a home laptop. And if I do a bunch of stuff on one laptop and it doesn't transfer over to the other laptop, I get really frustrated. And I feel like I, on my end, would have t- trouble remembering which partner I did things with the robot partner or the human one, and then I would get frustrated they didn't remember. So I'm with Katie. I would rather get rid of the human and just stick with the robot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of things about my husband that I feel like if he was just a robot would be so much easier to deal with. You know, like <laughs> deciding what to order for delivery for dinner, like Chinese or pizza. Guess what? The robot's always going to go with what I say. I don't know. What do you want to do? Solved. I don't know. What do you want to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've solved it all. Yeah. No more humans, only robots. That's it. <laughs> well, Shelly, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Um, and we wish you the best of luck on your journey to uncover the sex robot world. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> I'm not sure that's what the journey is. but will, will you please let us know if one of them gains sentience and becomes like a leader of other robots and you feel like we should like start preparing for anything? Just give us a heads up. I don't want to be on the wrong side of the robot uprising is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. right. Internet Explorer will be the first to know. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. We appreciate that. So uh, before we end things today, I'm really excited to share with you another Internet Explorer official musical guest and that is the SoundCloud user Luliet and their wonderful song Shrek It Ain't So. I would, you know, I'm just noticing that the two times we've had musical guests, it's both, it's always some version of the Smash Mouth song All Star, which is also known as the Shrek song. Somebody Katie, I don't really know what you're talking about. I, I have not been doing that on purpose. <laughs> that is definitely not. Shreky like Shreky love <laughs> um, This podcast could not be possible Without the exceptional voice talent Of me and Katie, Katie And then mm-hmm. there's some other people that help as well Frankly it could be done without Any of the um, People such as Julia Furlan, Jenna Weisberg and Eleanor Kagan And Meg Kramer because really they contribute Basically nothing If Julia Furlan was A robot she would be like an old Disney animatronic robot that's like kept in the basement in the tunnels of Disney World. The no oh, yeah, like a small world character ride that yeah. like was actually removed. Like if they had to yeah. like take out one of the racist ones, you know? Right. If, uh, if Eleanor Kagan was a robot, she would be the Mars rover as it sings happy birthday to itself alone on the Mar- on, on like Mars <laughs> every year. Jenna Weiss-Berman was a robot. <laughs> I don't, what would Jenna Weiss-Berman be? She'd be kind of like Hal. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like how? Like murderous a little bit. Murderous. Definitely. Yeah. Basically, we, we can both agree that Jenna Westerman would be a murderous robot uh-huh. of some kind. Yeah. And, and Meg Kramer would just be like uh, a Tamagotchi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like one that, like, you know that point in the Tamagotchi where you don't clean up its poop for so long that it dies? <laughs> she would, yeah, Meg Kramer would be an over-fecalated Tamagotchi. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, you can always email us uh, your text-to-speech robot fantasies at internetexplorerbuzzfeed.com. Follow us on Twitter, iExplorer, on Facebook. Review us. Please say only nice things about us because, like, I read, like, a couple mean comments about how I sound like Kermit the Frog, and they hurt me You should be so lucky as to sound like Kermit the Frog. Rainbow Connection, <laughs> lovers, the dreamers, and me. Uh, uh, okay. You so, know, look, in space, no one can hear you chuckle to Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs>